like that we are back welcome ladies and gentlemen to the high button podcast i'm your host justin belanger today's episode is brought to you by ProLineStadium.com. proline players score the best access to great regular promotions for the entire month of april every 20 dollar wager on hockey or basketball will earn you a 10 dollar free play token to use on baseball gotta love baseball season coming around the corner here this offer is valid on all ProLine Stadium bet wagers until April 30th. Free play tokens must be used by June 30th. Must be 19 years of age or older. Today on the High Button Podcast, we have a good buddy of mine, Stephen Woodworth. Stephen and I actually played junior A hockey together for a little bit, and he lived with my parents. Uh, we billeted him before he moved on to the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League, playing for Lewiston for a stint. I think it was like five games or something like that. And then he moved on to the Cape Breton Screaming Eagles, playing five seasons there. He was actually the captain for his last two years there, 19, 20-year-old year. Then he moved on to the AUS, playing for the Acadia University Axemen, uh, where he grew up in the Middleton Valley area. So it was great. He got to play in front of his uh, family and friends. And myself and dudes and the whole uh, High Button crew were just up in Wolfville, Wolfville excuse me, for the U Sports Championship. And uh, I ran into Woody. We got to talk and had a couple cold ones and invited him on the podcast. And uh, we had a great conversation. So uh, if anyone out there in the Valley area is looking for a role model in terms of a, a hockey figure, Woody's your guy. Uh, I hope you enjoy this podcast. This is the High Button Podcast. Here we go. You know what comes next. Yeah, Boys, we're going with Stephen Woodworth, Woody, the old billet. My junior uh, billet, one of my first ever, uh, yeah, teammates in junior, yeah, Halifax Lions. That's right. And uh, and a local member here out in beautiful Wolfville, Nova Scotia. We ran into <laughs> you at the library last night. Yes, didn't bring we did. A book, but I was happy that uh, happy that we saw you walk by the window. Anyways, man, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. It's Thanks been long overdue. Yeah, it has. I know. Yeah, this is great. Great thing you guys got going on, and uh, really happy to be here. I remember two, when was the Mem Cup now? Three years ago? You were in Halifax during the Mem Cup. Yeah. And I remember I, for, we first started doing it in Halifax around then, like maybe two, three That's years right. ago. Mm. And uh, I remember you just said, listen to a couple episodes. Keep going. It was great. And I was like, one day, Woody, we're going to somehow get you on. Yeah. Today's the day. So here, here it we is. are. Uh, in Wolfville, let alone. Eh? I know. Home Came ice down advantage. the street. Home ice advantage. No <laughs> doubt. It was meant to be. Just it was meant to be. So well, you, you grew up in Wolfville. I didn't. No, I actually grew up 45 minutes southwest of here. So okay. small town, man. Yeah. Like one stoplight town. Uh, Middleton is the name yes, of it. Yes, okay. Yeah. Middleton. Yeah. Yeah. So it's about 45 minutes. Uh, grew up there. Yeah. Uh, and then moved into the city. Lived with you. Yeah. In Halifax, <laughs> 16. So minor hockey. Where were you out of Western Valley? Yeah. So that's what it was when I got to like Peewee. Yeah. Uh, but I started in the Middleton Mustangs, it was called. That's massive. Yeah, oh, yeah. Mustangs, yeah. Uh, yeah, Middleton's got a little arena there. And played there for Novice and Adam. And then Peewee, you're right, we tra it trans transitioned into it was Western Valley at the time. So it was like Digby all the way to Windsor. Oh, Digby? That's a lot. Yeah, man. That's a good amount of kids, I feel like, no? A lot. Yeah, you would think. Like, no. But also, it's just the demographics of like, you're, it's tough to get kids from Digby to commit to go and like you had to you know what I mean What's that, like two hours yeah three like, maybe yeah. well actually yeah like it would be two hours from Windsor to Digby you're it's right crazy all yeah cancel, yeah that, right? oh yeah and most parents like yeah some <laughs> parents will but it's a big commitment yeah, definitely yeah. huge commitment so um yeah we did that for I was Peewee triple-a and bam triple-a and then from there transitioned into the major midget team which is the valley wildcats yes correct yeah when you're yeah. 16 out here is there pressure to get your license right away so the parents aren't driving you to <laughs> hockey like is that a thing right well, away yeah i mean Actually, to give you some context man like there was a small theater in greenwood 
but a like what, sir? Uh, movie theater. Okay, yeah, yeah. But yeah. like the thing to do is like if you want to go to the movies, you wanted to come up to New Minus. Well, it was like I wasn't gonna ask my mom and dad to drive me to, from Middleton to New Minus <laughs> every single time I wanted to go to the movies. So yeah, yeah the pressure was on to get the and license. There's no buses out here. Oh. Is there, there, uh, there is. There is a little bit of a transit system, yeah. There is, yeah, yeah, but, yeah, I don't know how my parents would have felt about me jumping <laughs> on the Valley Transit. Yeah, okay, yeah. that's fair. Yeah. Also, I don't, think, yeah. I don't know if a bus would go from New Minus to, like, Middleton, would it? It's a long haul. That's like a Acadia bus lines type trip. Yeah, exactly, yeah. I mean, driving it in a car is 35 minutes, doing a, the bus tour. You, you're stopping at every single stop, Jeez, right? Yeah. So it's probably like an hour and a half. Nine o'clock, movie, got to leave at three. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Go. doesn't make sense, right? No, no, no. Take a full day just to go to the movies. So at what point of your career were you just like, I guess when you're younger, were you like, oh, okay, I can kind of compete with like these city kids. Like I'm able to like hold my own. Because that was always a thing whenever city teams played against Valley. Not that it was like, oh, it's a little bit of a night off type thing. It was just like, you know, it was just that mindset. But there's always that one or two, three, maybe four kids from the Valley that are, oh, look, this kid's from the Valley. He's playing in the city now. No doubt. When did that kind of like, I guess, start for you? It's like, oh, this Woodworth kid. What's going on now? Yeah. It's funny, man. Like when I think back to it, it was weird how um, I think it was just the timing of it all. There was a point in time in the Valley where the major midget program actually folded. Uh, what year was that? <sighs> I'd, I'd have to fact check it, but I think it was like early 2000s. Like the program just shut down. Oh, yeah. So what ended up happening was a lot of um, all the best players in the Valley were just going and playing high school for their local local high school. And like the high what it did was it make the high school leagues really, really strong. Yeah. Right. Like every single team had, you know, two or three guys that could play. Yeah. Um, so I remember like growing up and like, yeah, you're we were traveling around for Pee Wee and, and Bantam. But I remember like going to the rink on a Friday and Saturday night in Middleton. And it's a small rink, but it's jammed. Right. Crazy atmosphere. And I remember thinking at one point I was like, God, I can't wait to go and play for the high school team here. Man. Like, <laughs> this is going to be sweet. And uh, yeah, but uh, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, no, it's kind of cool. And, uh, yeah, I'd say like Bantam was when I started to be like, you know, I, I got an understanding of what the Q draft was and how you could play Whoa, major midget. That young Bantam. You yeah. started to figure that out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, like I knew that was kind of when I started to figure out like maybe, you know, if I, if I can continue to progress, maybe I can have a shot at playing major midget and maybe getting drafted. And that was when I started. Yeah. Did you have the interest in it or did people start coming up to you going like, Woody, do you know what these leagues are? Like, did you have like just a natural instinct to go like Quebec major junior hockey league.com? Look it up. No, I mean, yeah, at the time, like I said, I mean, hockey to me is like my path was like, Oh, one day I'm going to play for the MRHS blues. Um, (laughs) and then my dad was just like, well, you know, have you ever been to like Mooseheads game? So he started taking me into the Mooseheads game. And then from there we started to, piece it together that like if you want to you know if that's your end goal yeah this is kind of how you have this is the path to getting there and just by chance like i was really lucky i think it was man it was like maybe two or three years before my first year midget um i think two years is when they reinstated the program the wildcats okay yeah got lucky yeah got really lucky but i mean it was tough man because like you guys probably know uh because we were playing against each other at the time yeah that's why i was trying to think i'm like how does that that fact that you said about the like escape me, you know, yeah, yeah, because that's the thing that I I do is I'm like a digger, right? Yeah. But it's like I'm now I'm trying to think. Okay, I remember playing against you, but I'm like I don't remember the team ever not being a team. Right. Yeah. It was, and I I have to go back and look. I just remember like growing up, and uh, I was trying to figure out, like this high school hockey was really good, and it was just because yeah, yeah. <laughs> like because yeah. major midget didn't exist, and yeah. all the top dogs yeah. just went back to their hometowns, right? Yeah. Yeah, high so. school hockey. The environment was great. I, I played one year, grade ten. Yeah, playing in front of the girls. Yeah, you know, yeah. some teachers show up, oh, so you might be able totally. to get a couple extra marks on the homework assignment <laughs> if you score. do if you play well. Yeah, like yeah. just playing high school hockey is a lot of fun for the environment. The teammate, you go imagine going to school every day with your teammates, other than junior, but you're in high school. No doubt, and those are the time. those are your buddies that you grew up with That's from right. a young yeah. age. That's right? your neighborhood so, guys. Yeah. Right, you get exactly. to wear a tie to school. Yeah, <laughs> and how does it go too yeah. over the over the years? Your neighborhood buddies, as you start to progress in hockey, and this is strictly yeah. from experience. You just start to distance yourself. Some of the guys stop playing, yep. or they're not playing the same team as you. So then you start to kind of separate. Exactly. So that's why I, you see a lot of people go back and play high school. And I was going to say that when you talked about it was that who who isn't when you go into the rink and you see this atmosphere like you're not you're not thinking oh this is this sucks. No, you're exactly. Going, oh, you know, yeah, I'm yeah. Like, ah, yeah, well, doing this right? No doubt, and especially when you're that young and you're inexperienced and you don't really know like what the Q draft is True. or how you get there. Like uh, there was one point where I'd go to a Mooseheads game and like that was the NHL to me. And oh, that was like, that was so far off. Right. Yeah. Like well, it just seems so to reach. Now. Yeah, it is. It is. I wanted yeah. to ask you about that. 
it's interesting because for us, we're in the city. We go to a Moosehead game. It's just another Wednesday night. But it's a bit of a commitment for you to go all the way into the city to watch a game, especially at a young age with your yeah. dad. Was the mentality in the car like this is kind of like a work trip? Like you got let's go and study these guys, or or was it let's go have yeah. fun, have some popcorn? What was the mentality in the yeah. car? Yeah, yeah. I think it started out where like he just took me into a game by chance, yeah. and we went and when we saw it, and I was mesmerized, right? Like like man, I'd, that'd be so cool to play there one day. And uh, from there, just kind of progressed he he kind of started to talk to me about what it would take and like how you play major midget and then the q draft and then eventually you might be able to find yourself there if everything went well and um yeah i just kind of committed to to doing the necessary steps to get myself into that position so i could play in a queue but um no like and then after that of course he took me to a few games and then i was like oh can we please like every single chance i was trying man can we please go back to the mooseheads game i was like 12 and 13 right but oh yeah that's just it yeah and as as i began to learn more i was like okay well i just i want to continue to see this yeah so that's kind of how yeah Yeah. and then you ended up uh getting drafted by lewiston lewiston Lewiston. yeah man team doesn't even back they don't even exist anymore. Oh, I know. Yeah, that what, makes you feel old, dude. I'm pretty sure Mike, you know, Safaris, Alex, I'm yeah. sure he was there. And I'm pretty sure he still has a t-shirt from training camp. Yeah. And I'm like, don't ever lose this. Oh, just I've like, got the same just, one. You I've just, got the, the same gray one. one. It's gray and yep. it has the blue M. The, yeah, the it was Maniac hilarious, man. They, they were, were you at the same training camp? I think we were because it's a gray. If, if I'm remembering this too. right. Well, actually, Saber, Saber went down there after me because we were part of the same trade. Yeah, 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 yeah. All coming back here now. Yeah. Okay, so Which what, was, is, what was that training camp Well, like? this is what was so funny about Lewiston, man, is I was drafted there <laughs> at 16, <laughs> and uh, you go down, and, like, your pump is your first Q training camp, right? Like, you're stoked. And I remember it was, like, a barbecue with family and friends, and the owner comes out, and, and all the staff are there, and they're giving out these T-shirts to, like, me and my family and everyone else. And uh, it was a gray T-shirt. I still got it. Zaf has it. This is wild. And on like, there was all this talk about how they were going to eventually leave the league because it was just you know for various reasons. So it was a known thing. States. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's just a lot going against them, right? Yeah. And uh, <laughs> underneath, they had struggled to get fans. So underneath it was like the Lewis and Maniac logo, and then underneath it was "We like it here." And I was just like, that's not really something that you're trying to sell to the fans. That like, yeah, we do like it here. We're going to try and stay oh, here. Like yeah, it. it's like pick a different. You don't love sl- it though. Yeah, no, that's pick just like a different town. It's, it's a good no, place it, to I live. I was just going to say the new minus sign. Yeah. You're like, welcome to new minus. It's a good place to live. <laughs> yeah. It's not it's great. Just, it's no. not going to blow you away. But it's not terrible. Yeah. But it's good. You know, it's like, like you can do way better than that. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Is, I love new minus. That's the thing. I just die every time I see it. Like, oh, it's hilarious. Yeah, and it's huge, right? It's up on the water tower. Oh yeah, brand new sign. Like, yeah, geez. yeah. But Lewiston, we we like it here. Yeah, they said the that's men. a whole other level of effort, non-effort, laziness. Given. Just well, lazy. It's a whole other effort of laziness. And to give us some context, like think about the Mooseheads. Like if they came out with their T-shirts for their families and the kids on the team that said Halifax Mooseheads, we like it here. Lewiston, Every- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every- yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Thumbs up next to it. Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't uh, it wasn't long after that that they obviously yeah. they folded. But. So you were there at sixteen that first camp. I was there at sixteen. And then yeah, I I heard rumors that you made the team, but you're just like I don't want to necessarily stay. And then you came over with Troy. Oh, I heard. Yeah. I could, <laughs> I, what, oh, the thing about rumors, rumors like right? Yeah. News. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. So I did get cut. You did get. I cut. did okay. get cut. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I went down, and uh, it was looking like I might have been able to be like the seventh, sixth, or seventh guy. And then they brought in uh, Matt Boyle. I remember it was the twenty-year-old D-man from Moncton. They brought him in, and at that point, it was like I was never going to play. So yeah. they, did you they, feel like you were ready at sixteen? You know what? No. 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 Not really. Like they were a weaker team in the queue, but I remember thinking like I'm, you know, I could probably use another year of midget or junior A. It worked out really well, man. Like it was best case scenario honestly like to come back get hooked up with troy that yeah, was a phenomenal that doesn't hurt oh like looking back at it now you're like geez that was lucky right um and it was just a good scenario like i got into halifax relatively close to my family good billet situation i was waiting yeah but there it was right. there it just is good but just good <laughs> i did like it there yeah <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah. uh yeah no and then um played that that first half with you guys and then uh, went up to the under 17 tournament that year yes you did yeah right before christmas right before yeah it was kind of over the holidays yeah um midge was our coach jim midgley yeah 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 Yeah, he's doing great this year right boys are doing really well but 
Yeah, and then we came back from that tournament. I remember it was like really early in the morning. And uh, my mom came in and woke me up. And she's like, Steve, like you just got traded to Cape Breton. And I was like, what? Like, what are you talking about? Cape Breton? Like, they're top five in the queue. Yeah. There's no junior 18 people. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, I'm some chump 16-year-old D-man playing in Halifax, and they just traded for me. Like, just what's got going? snipped from Lewiston. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and then ended, they ended up wanting to bring me up. So well, you were so impressive that first couple, not first couple. How many games did you play junior A with the Lions? Like, 20, yeah, what? Yeah, 20, 20, 25. Yeah, you were just so like, every every time you weren't around and people were talking about you behind your back, it was just how confident and calm you were in the situations that you were put in. Well, at least that Troy was putting you in at sixteen, and we were just like, holy, who is this sixteen-year-old kid coming out of nowhere just doing what he's doing? You were just so confident with the puck. And I remember the first time Troy he called me in his office. I thought I was getting cut, or so I thought I was in trouble. And he's like, look, we can't uh, we can't find a place for Woody, but if he can't find a place, he, he, we have to send him back to Midget, and that's not good for anyone. That ain't happening. No. So I go, okay, <laughs> well, like, uh, of course he can live with me, but I live with my parents. Like, it's it's my yeah. parents' decision. So I remember that night we had the the Boulangers. We sat down, and they're like, all right, so who's Woody? What's he about? And I was like, yeah, he's a great defenseman. He's a yeah. great guy. And, he really uh, can help our from team. From the Valley. He can't. And, uh, and I remember, like, it was like a week later, you're in the basement. Oh, I know, man. Like, that was – yeah, I mean, thank God you guys did that for me because, we I mean, pumped. they didn't – it was funny. Like, they didn't have – a lot of guys that were going to Halifax at that time to play Junior A were, like, guys that were in school. University. Right. Yeah. Dorms and Older like guys. Houses. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, it was only me, you, and Riggs, I think, that were the young guys, Riggs, right? Riggs, yeah. Uh, there might have been one more I'm not thinking of. But, yeah, it was, we, were the, we were the three. What about Jordan Thomas? No, he was a little. He was, he was, he was first like year. Yeah. Yeah, he was a bit older. He was a year older. King, Dylan King. Yep, Kinger. Yeah. Wellington. Yeah, but uh, there was only like a few of us that were yeah. in high school, right? Yeah. And they just didn't have a, a billet program. And Troy was trying to find, you know, do whatever he could to find me a spot. And I was actually living with him for the first like month and a half, which it's not necessarily healthy to live with your head coach, right? Like <laughs> something about driving to the game with your head coach. It's a little weird. Yeah. yeah. Or <laughs> yeah. Now you're taking the heat. No doubt. Everything. Yeah. 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 Exactly. But no, man, that was a wicked experience to live with you and uh, to be coached by Troy and like just to, it was such a step up from major midget, right? Cause that was the other options. You oh. go back and play major midget, but junior A's men and boys totally right. Men you're out there. 20 year olds. Exactly. One sometimes. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Barely have, you barely have armpit hair, and there's guys out there, you know what I mean? Full beards, no chest doubt. hair, and they're yeah. just like muscling you around, no problem. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. what was the mindset going to Cape Breton? Well, it was, yeah, I mean, I knew that they were really competitive, and they were an old squad, too. That like, first year? Yeah, man. Like, they, I was just like a, there was a three way deal uh, for them to acquire, I forget the guy's name, Legacy, I think. Uh, anyway, he was like, he was on pace to score like 60 goals. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he was he was in Chicoutimi, so it ended up being like me and Jelena uh, going to Cape Breton for Sab and someone else, and then they flipped Jelena to Chicoutimi for this guy. But I was just a very, very small part of this trade. Yeah, and, it was uh, part of the future too. Right? Yeah, oh yeah, no, for sure. But I just remember going in, and uh, I was thinking, actually, I got a really good story about. <laughs> like this is pretty crazy. I was. When I was told, like, my mom woke me up. She's like, you just got traded to Cape Breton. And I was like, oh, I'm like, that's awesome. But I'm really surprised because they're really, really good. And she's like, you're going up. And I didn't know if I was going up, like, full time or if I was just going up to do, like, a weekend trip. Yeah. And uh, so anyways, pack my suitcase, hockey bag. And uh, you know how in most situations, like, you, you go in to meet a new team. It's in the dressing room. It's like a normal setting. Well, my parents drive me up to the Bible Hill exit in Truro, just near Truro. And uh, the Eagles bus pulls off, pulls by my car, and I'm 16, like, and I know that this is an old squad. And I'm like, I'm shitting bricks at this oh, point. Oh, yeah. And uh, I get out, I grab my all my stuff, throw it in the bus, and I step up onto the bus, and it's like, a, you know, 30 faces all staring at me. Oh, <laughs> yeah, and they're, and they're like, I laugh about it now because I'm like, in their heads, they're probably like, man, our organization just sold a farm to go in this year. Why are we picking up some chump 16-year-old in, in Bible Hill? <laughs> <laughs> and I was so nervous. You're That's like hugging and kissing your mom outside the bus <laughs> like the boys are looking yeah. Oh, we're allowed to take our brothers What's on the trip? What's going on yeah. right now? Yeah, yeah. I just remember like and stepping up onto that bus and looking. It was all these guys just looking. And I'm like, oh, this is a brutal way to meet your teammates. <laughs> 
brutal. That's amazing. Right? Yeah. You're in this tiny little lane. Yeah, right? yeah. Like yeah. Nowhere else to look. You're on sitting the bus. next to the coach, I guess. You're like, oh, <laughs> yeah. all right, well. They just watched me like hug and kiss my mom goodbye. Right? Yeah. Like, oh god. Your mom walks you on the bus. She's right? crying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the expectation, I kind of knew that I was going up, and I was just gonna, you know, get acquainted with their systems and yeah. and play a little bit. Um, but yeah, it was really weird that year too. I remember, like, St. John, Cape Breton, and Moncton were the three teams that were like top five in the league that year. And the way that they did playoffs back then, it was based off divisions. So like the Atlantic Division faced off against each other in the first round. Uh. So we ended up drawing Moncton in a first round matchup two of the top teams and it was we were like we were fifth and they were second or something that's back with Sonia twins like that's back yeah with yeah. Those boys. yeah Dave's boys yeah. yeah they were loaded that year too yeah. they had Gormley yeah. and Kelsey I think Tessier was McCausland still there McCausland was there yeah, like, like Roski was probably the best Roski was there yeah, yeah he was yeah 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 but they had a squad and so did we like we had Luke Adam Luke oh, Adam yeah yes. Olivier Waugh goalie for the Shaw? World Junior team Shazzy was playing with Shazzy us. Shazzy was there. Yeah, Morgan Ellis. Wow. Man, you're dropping some names right now. Yeah. yeah. Those are some serious. Yeah, names. like, well, and Nick McNeil was our captain. He was. He, he tore went, up. He was really he good. He kind of, like, came out of nowhere, I feel like. Yeah. Like, he was good, but they, everyone was like, oh, my God. Like, was Savard oh, yeah. on Moncton in that era? Savard, Savard was there. Savard was there. Uh, man, I can't. How are you remembering these names? Man, that's no, well name. done. Yeah. Amazing. Their decor was, like, seriously stacked. I, there's another, two or three other guys. Did I say Gormley? No. No, you didn't. Gormley was there. He kind of goes with that like Ellis era. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Mm. But I mean, wow. both sides just were loaded. And I remember thinking like, this is so wrong. Like, why is it we're playing these guys in the first round? They've now since changed it in the queue. Like, I think it's a better system for playoffs. Oh, yeah. because of that year. Yeah, exactly. I remember oh, thinking man. like, this is brutal. And we ended up losing out in the first round, which was tough. But uh, really good experience for me, like to get up and just – like it was all, you know, aside from Ellis, they were all 18, 19, 20 year old D men, yeah. experienced guys. Did you play much in playoffs? <laughs> no. Or is that a touchy subject? <laughs> this, no, this is good. It's not touchy. I love it, man. This, they're, uh, I dressed for games three and four back home. That's nice. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> I dressed. I <laughs> I rode the pine hard. That's still more than I got. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. I remember, though, we got a bench minor. Oh, no. And of course I'm like, Oh, Hey, this is awesome. I get to get up and like actually move around here for a second. So I skate over and then like after the bench minors over, I remember being like, Oh shit. Like I actually got to go back out onto the ice now. And I'm nervous as hell. Cause this is oh, like yeah. end of the second and I'm cold as hell. Right. Cause I've been sitting on the bench. That's the all. Thing. Like you skated your whole life, but just going from oh, point yeah. A to point B. You're like, Oh my God. Yeah. And That's I remember like it was perfect. Cause they had just iced the puck and my time expired and I cooked it from the bed, <laughs> from the box over to our, our bench, man. Cause I was just like, I am not ready to play Never right now. Changed that hard, but from the box, <laughs> yeah. he's like, man, I don't even have my skates tied. Yeah, That's exactly. Incredible. Yeah. yeah. You must, well, that first year, you must've left a good impression cause you were there for the next four, four, four years. Yeah. Five, four years. Yeah. No, it ended up working out, man. Like we went through a big rebuild after that. Um, and yeah, I just, I mean, I was really lucky. Like I loved it up there. And, uh, you know, for me, it was just a great scenario. I loved the people, loved my billets. I didn't really want to play anywhere else. Yeah. So it was just, I don't know, it was a bit of luck. And just the fact that I, I think I fit into everything that was going on up there well. And, and uh, yeah, like we re, we had a few rough years. My, I know when I say rough, we were like really rough, uh, like 17, 18 um 19 we sold off a bunch of guys but then by my 20 year old season we were actually competitive we won like 36 games you're the captain that year yep were you the captain for 19 and 20 or just 20 uh i was captain about halfway through my 19 okay yeah. nice yeah how did that yeah. feel to have that honor that's a cape breton eagles that's no a- doubt yeah man like it was yeah i remember being really pumped who yeah, told you was me. it picked by the players or the coach uh it was picked by the coaching staff at that point but yeah um I remember the guy, Simone Darvo, I think was his name. He he was our captain at the start of our 19-year-old year, and then he had to just stop playing because of concussions. Uh, tough, real tough. tough to take this it was. It is, yeah. Right. I felt, yeah. But he just, like, he had to shut down hockey yeah. totally. Um, and then I remember being named, and I was, like, I was just super honored. I mean, you think of the guys ahead of me in Cape Breton that were the captain. It was, like, yeah. Steve Shep, Dixon, Steve Stuart McCray. Yeah. Nick <laughs> McNeil, Chris Culligan. I was, like, ooh. Culligan. <laughs> 
Yeah, there's been some good players. So go now you're going to be up on that captain's wall then, or you are already probably. Yeah, I got up on that wall. Yeah, Where's yeah. It what, it's what's right, there's like a right by one of the entrances, but near the casino, and obviously I'm going to know that. By the ticket sales area? Yeah, and you come through, and as soon as you go into the rink, like there's like a left, yeah. and the brink's there, and then there's a right, and you yeah. go to the concessions, there's a wall right here. Woody. And it's like that's and that's why I knew those names, like Dixon, all those guys, because I read that probably when I was 15. No doubt. And I never forgot. Yeah, man. So when you said Catherine, I was like, ding, ding, ding. Wall of Fame, baby Woody. I'm sitting here with them. I know that guy. People see my face as they're leaving the casino coming yeah. into the rink. Wait a minute. I see they're that losing money. <laughs> yeah. Didn't I see that face inside? No, no, no. Yeah, no, no doubt. But <laughs> That's great, man. Yeah. No, it was definitely, that was like um, a really cool honor. Like when I think back over my the nine years that I played junior in college, I remember that day when they told me, I was like, that was probably the most personally uh, that was the most pumped that I've been. You know, yeah. I call my dad. It was a really exciting time. I always tell this story when you were 16 and you were in the corner there and you were telling the boys, look, look, like Troy was like, hey, is anyone else had anything to say? Because we were, you know, 0-5 to start the year. And you're, like I said, 16, sitting in the corner and the, you barely had a stall. You're up against the wall, I remember. <laughs> and then someone, you just go, boys, like we get to play hockey for fun here. Let's not take ourselves too serious. Let's just go and, yeah. and, and work hard. And I'll, no, I'll never forget that because I was blown away. And it was a leadership ability. Maybe you didn't know it at the time. Maybe mm -hmm. I didn't. Maybe no one did. But that was leadership ability shining maybe for the first time. So where do you think your leadership ability came from? Is, is it growing up in a small town like Middleton, being polite to your neighbor? Like oh, I don't man. know. Just like people, you're just the type of guy that that, that people I guess want to follow. Like, no, so I, where, I, where I appreciate that, from? man. Yeah, it's um, yeah. I mean, I, I very very fortunate. I have two parents that you know I think instilled a lot of really good values in me growing yeah. up. Um, nothing was ever handed to me, uh, and I think. Uh, you know, something that kind of contributed maybe to the leadership aspects was in the Valley. Like there, we were never really competitive. There's always two or three guys that could maybe play at the next level. Mm -hmm. Um, so knowing that, you know, you knew that you and those other guys were the, you had to really be the leader of the team. Right. Whereas in the city, there's so competitive. Yeah. Right. So I think maybe that might've, might've helped me just knowing that like I played for so many years where, um, in the valley where there might not have been as much skill uh you kind of had to, right, right exactly yeah so i kind of just maybe built a little bit of that but no i would credit a lot of it just to being fortunate that i had parents that i i did for sure yeah yeah definitely i feel like leaders don't really like when you ask a leader that question like a lot of leaders in my mind just go through it and they don't really realize that they are until they're told right so it's like hard to answer yeah. why where you got it from but Obviously, you got it from somewhere. Right? No, no, no I, I appreciate that. It's funny, like when I when you tell that story, it's all good, and I'm I'm sure the message was well received by the guys. I'll never forget it. It, it was, and I but I think about it now, and I'm like, I'm glad I did it at the time, but it's a little cringeworthy, right? And the, the reason I say that is because I'm trying to picture myself being a 19 or 20 year old guy, you know, as a captain in Cape Breton and having some 16 year old pipe up and say something like that. But, but you, that's what I was you said say. it in a way that everyone just like respected you. Not that no one did, didn't respect you before, but it was just adds to it. It just added to it. Mm. Yeah. Well, and I think a, that's a good, a good testament to the group of guys that we had in Halifax at the yeah. time, right? Like we had a wicked group of guys there, really good crew. And, uh, yeah, for me to actually just, you know, ignorance is bliss, man. Like I remember at a young age. Oh yeah. Like, <laughs> When I, th I think back about that now, I'm like, what were you thinking <laughs> saying that? Um, but like, it was just so cool. Like I remember, I didn't, I remember going to Halifax and we finished a practice one day and I had like no expectation that we were going to get paid. Like that was so <laughs> far from my mind. And <laughs> I think like he was handing out envelopes, right? Yeah. I'm like, goes, yeah. yeah. I'm like, what the hell is this? And uh, <laughs> I opened it up and it's like 35 bucks for two weeks right the amount of money doesn't really matter no but it was just the whole concept i remember calling my mom and i'm like what the hell is this like i would get paid to play hockey right so it's just ignorance is bliss you just you know and that's this guy gets his first 30 dollar paycheck in hockey and he looks at you guys what are you guys wanting about yeah. you know what i mean oh and yeah. five we just got paid dog yeah i think that was the only yeah. we ever got paid after that the only yeah he got shut only what he got paid oh. <laughs> yeah. i remember those, yeah. those paycheck those that that money was gone oh yeah just Totally. We're going H, out man? to eat. We're going to the movies. Gone. Yeah. No. And I, it was just that I had no expectation yeah, of it. And I didn't even know that was part of junior. Like I really didn't. And then I remember receiving it and I was just like, Oh, like this is, yeah. this is next level. I remember the sticks was big too. No doubt. Was you, you hear like, even like you heard rumblings of Bridgewater. It's like, Oh, those boys don't really get sticks. Like some teams do get sticks. Some teams do. You just heard rum. No one really, you just heard rumors. 
And then I remember after that first practice where we had our matching uh, practice socks and and the yeah. jerseys, we came off and there was just a lineup of sticks left and right. Right. And I always remember that just being like, whoa, my whole life I've wanted yeah. this moment to happen and now it's here. And it was, I, I always remember that very similar to the, the pay thing. For it's you. just so pro, right? Like yeah. in comparison to minor hockey. That's, and that's what like yeah. I feel like for us in this business, what we do is like we want we we played hockey. You wanted that pro feeling. It started in major midget. You had the dressing room. You got to keep your gear there. Right. And you got food on the bus. Exactly. And your hotels paid for and stuff. Yeah. And then you get up to the next levels, and then it, it gets, you know, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And you're like, oh my god, this is, you know, some that's a lot of people just play for that. No you doubt. Know what I mean, that that feeling of being professional. So like I was saying with the company, when we can give this to people, a little interview for a 12 year old, right? Right. It makes him feel like he's pro. Or maybe maybe I'm wrong. But, you know, you give them a, a podcast or you can go watch your video clip. And it's like 100%, man. You love that stuff. And that's yeah. messing with the game. Oh, too. to that point. I mean, I remember the first time being interviewed. Same. Yeah. Right. Same like, most guys do. It's like, a, yeah, it's one of those things. You just and it's weird. It is weird. Yeah. Who, who was your first interview? Who interviewed you? Oh, man. Willie Paloff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, that was my first. Yeah. yeah. Well, the Halifax connection there. Yeah. It would have been. Um, who was the guy in Cape Breton? Oh, man. Oh. Uh, is it Frazier? Yeah. Sean Frazier. Oh, no, he was, like he was a younger guy. I can't think of his name right now. Anyway, yeah, I remember going up, and he was just like, "Do you mind?" He called me. He's like, "Do you mind?" We did it over the phone, but um, the next one, I remember it was with him again. And I remember being like, "This is a cool like for the first time as a young guy coming into the league like yeah. that." Yeah. You know, you know what? Actually, no, it wasn't. I remember it now. Is that the draft? It was at the draft when I got drafted by Lewiston. Where was the draft that year? Uh, I was in Moncton. And I remember, yeah, yeah, it was really cool. But it was with a reporter uh, from like the Lewiston newspaper. Lewiston oh, Gazette. <laughs> Hopefully, they liked it there too. Yeah. Obviously not. No. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. sick. Yeah, man. Did you spend any time in Lewiston? Did you get any games in? I did I get some games in. Yeah. I, I heard rumors about the schooling there was crazy. I heard it was. Yeah. Uh, you guys were in a room together, and there wasn't even really a. Yeah, I mean, I so I never actually went to Lewiston and stayed there for a while and played games there. Yeah. The only time I got to play a game was uh, there were two road trips and they brought me up and I, on through the Maritimes. Okay. I left Halifax, went out and played two or three games okay. and then came right back to Halifax. But I remember, yeah, like uh, it was definitely a consideration more so for my parents because, I mean, you're in grade 11, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> That's young. You're in grade 11 and like I remember uh, in comparison to Cape Breton, I mean, they have an incredible education program up there. Like you're going to school. It's not an option, right? Sorry, boys, keep yeah. going. I just want to make sure. That I've heard and, that too, uh, actually. Yeah, and like down there, it was just, I remember my parents being a little like, how are we going to be able to manage you doing school in like remotely yeah. in Canada? It's different if you're doing university, right? You can just take courses online. But how is high school going to work for a guy that's down in Maine? Especially when the yeah. internet wasn't even that, it was big, but it right. wasn't like what it is today still. You exactly. Know, like you could still access things, but it was like, you can't just fully rely on this system. Right? Well, exactly. And, you know, as a parent, like once the kid gets to the point that he's at university, well, then I think it's a little more acceptable for him to take a year or two off and play some hockey. Yeah. yeah. But that's not really, really realistic for a guy that's in grade 11 to still get to his high school. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, true good yeah, point. yeah. I heard there was just frustration with some guys down there taking some university classes. Yeah. And they tried to transfer them over to like Acadia, Dow, SME, wherever. Right. And apparently these schools are just looking at these credits like what? What was it? What class is this? Well, it's just dead. Yeah, just like what? I just wasted a year of my life taking all these classes, and they're not even transferring over. So I heard there was just a ton of complication in that regard down in Lewis. I, I could, I could see it for yeah. sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, I could students, see it. you got to come. There's a package like, the, yeah. and like I, I know from Wig, like he took a couple courses that were in college that I was baffled by. Was like skating. <laughs> what like, do you mean? It's like a class like, called skating. Yeah, there was like I, I don't know if that was fully it, but like I remember his. Him so telling me like, yeah, we have a couple electives. I'm like, what are you doing down at the rink? And he's like, oh, we're doing like skating. And like, there was a couple other ones like skiing and stuff. And it's like, obviously those aren't going to transfer over to kinesiology. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> I got an A in skating. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know? Yeah. So I it's know, just exactly. a different system. That was my point. It is. It's interesting. Like I've never, I know I have buddies that I played with at Acadia that would have, you know, they played in the dub for instance, or they played in the O. Like and, right. Yeah. And yeah, like master played down in, uh, oh gosh, where did, South of the border. We were trying to figure this out today. We're like, where it's are you It's the playing? Erie Otters. Erie. Okay. Yeah. Did so you play I'm, with, oh, with Connor? Uh, played against him. Well, Connor yeah. played Connor, in Erie. Connor, like Man, I'm buddy. pretty – I don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure 
Masker, <laughs> don't quote me on this, but fact check this. But I think Masker may have had a tilt with McDavid. No way. Yeah. That is definitely something we need to pass. And it's a good, well, Masker's on the show, right? Yeah. Yeah. I might have asked him, but. Yeah. He, uh, I remember he tells a pretty funny story about it uh, where he actually had to answer the bell the next, then like next game against that team against a yeah. heavy. Against a real, yeah, <laughs> of course you are, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. McDavid's like 12. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But getting back to that, I mean, I, I think that it is definitely, I mean, it would have to be for guys that are high school age that are playing in the dub in or in the O in the States. Yeah. There has to be a way that, it, you know, it would I'm work. I'm sure they figured out the kinks now. Yeah, like, I mean, like, yeah. Come on, you know. Because I, I mean, remember, it, like, there was guys coming up to our junior A team that were 20. I'm not going to name any names. And they're just like, no edu- no university education. They're like, you know, 20, yeah, 20 years old. And it's like, yeah, I don't really have a plan on going because it's tough to balance it all. Yeah. And you're just like, I guess. I don't know. It's just it's just one of those that. things that you got to make a decision. But speaking of school, you had a great career at Acadia. Yeah. Do you, like, you know, you're, are you living at home? You know, you're living on campus. Like, how, how was it just, like, playing in your, your backyard, essentially? Dynamic. And at what point did that become part of the plan? It's like, oh, I'm going to go to Acadia. Yeah. Um, I remember it was, yeah, late uh, late in my 20-year-old year, and I was starting to think seriously about, like, where I was going to go to school. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, it, was, it was kind of an easy decision. I didn't let it be an easy decision. I knew I wanted to be here, but I was just kind of weighing it out a little bit um but yeah for me i mean family was a big component of it my folks being down the road 45 minutes i mean you spent i'd spent five years like six hours away from them so i was excited to get back closer to home uh my grandparents are in kenful um and i just fell in love with the school honestly yeah i remember uh talking with bernsey uh before i went up for my 20 year old year and uh it just everything about it felt right at the time um they're obviously you know very competitive program for many years um and just the idea of being able to be close to home and, and play here and it was just really attractive do you have like a, a first like uh, welcome to acadia moment Ooh, no yeah <laughs> no nothing that pops out really i mean uh now i laugh like i remember all the times like all my best buddies that i've met playing here I remember all well, those. At the bar last night, we had a that's good right. chat with all the no, buddies We were at there. the library. Right, at the library. At the library. Sorry, at the library. That's right. Sorry about that's that. right. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> but I remember all those like interactions, meeting those guys for the first time. Yeah. Um, and you know, they're all my best buddies now, and a lot of them are in town this weekend for this, so it's really cool to see them. But no, nothing that necessarily stood out as like a welcome to Kate. I just remember leaving Cape Breton and, and coming home that summer, and I was just like, this is, you know, I'm really excited to be able to just settle down here for four years and, and be close to family. hundred percent. Yeah. When you're playing in Cape Breton, you're doing school obviously, right? Yeah. And it's, so do you find that having that happen, like the way they go about their things really helped you settle into the new lifestyle of university hockey and, and juggling the courses? Cause you play with guys in junior and you you watch them stress out. I never went to university. Everybody knows that, but it's, you watch these guys and they're trying to, I, I can't, I gotta go, I got a final, I got an exam. I gotta, I, I can't come to practice, you know? Like, right. Did you find that that getting them, Getting you to do that in Cape Breton really helped you kind of transition to the new. It did, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like kudos to that organization because it was never like something that was an option. Mm. It was like you are going to school. Mandatory. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, um, for the French guys, it was Sejep. For the uh, guys, English guys in high school, they were going to Sydney Academy. We went to or Riverview. Yeah. And then once, you know, you were an English guy and you graduated high school, you had to go to CBU and you had to take two courses a semester. But I mean, I was there after high school for three years right? and, uh, it, you know, and I took a couple, I mean, you're only taking two courses. So I took some good, good courses that were able, I was able to transfer a full year of credits over to oh, Acadia. Yeah. Smart. It was awesome, man. Cause what it allowed me to do is when I got here at Acadia, it allowed me to take, instead of a full semester, my first year, uh, I just took four and four. Oh, so you could ease into it. Right. Oh, yeah. oh that's great. Good. Is that how great... you planned it or was that just how it went? <laughs> well, I just remember, I remember meeting with admissions and they were just like you know you have a full year of credit and i kind of knew in the back of my mind well i'm going to want to play four years so i don't have to cram a full semester in every single year that's great it was awesome man for anybody that might be listening to you know like right yeah no no doubt and i think it's just really healthy right like you think about it like major junior is very demanding you're on the road a lot you're practicing you're working out a ton but there is still a lot of downtime throughout the day and uh 
you know, I don't, I was never a guy that was going to sit and play hours of COD or anything like that. I just wasn't, wasn't my style. So (laughs) I found it was like really healthy to, you know, at the time I remember being like, damn it. Like, I don't want to go to school. Like, but the fact that we had an education guy that was like, no, no, we're tracking this. You were paying for it. You have to go there. Oh yeah. Yeah, man. It was good. Did you get a little scholarship or was it from the queue that paid? No, fortunately at the time with CBU, like they would just, we would just show like it was all. Yeah, so the, team, the team covers all that stuff, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. It was really, really nice, man. Yeah, it was just, and uh, we all, like, all the guys. Uh, it's kind of funny. Like, he's a wicked guy. Gary McLean was his name, um, the education advisor up there, and you know, there were he was very, very strict. You had to go to school, and when you're a young guy, I remember like he caught us a couple times, like trying to flake out from a class, and he he <laughs> gave it to us, right? And in hindsight, it's, you look back at it and you're like, thank you. Yeah, for that guy. Right? Like, thanks, man. And, like, all, all guys that leave Cape Breton, when he's he's now retired from the program. But um, it's funny because, like, all the guys that leave there, they're very appreciative for what he did. Right? Because, I mean, I came – it allowed me to come to Acadia and just get into a, a – like, settle down, get into a little yeah. bit of routine. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Because of that one. That That's guy. awesome. No doubt. it's within you as well. But, like, you know, if, if – that would be tough. Like it, 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 me thinking about trying to juggle both would it, is just insane. So yeah. I like I have a very very high admiration for people that pull that off. Get, I get, really yeah. do. Getting off the school subject for a second. Like we're up here for the University Cup National Championship, and it is impressive how these guys can balance school. But man, the level of hockey. Oh. I'll, I'll admit, I'll sit here and like, I don't follow U sports and AUS as much as I should. It's it's I think it's the best hockey in Atlanta, Canada. It is incredible watching the level of skill over at that rink right now it is absolutely IQ, insane man. it's wild man it's it's semi-pro hockey it's, is what it is right really so when you when you were there and that transfer from cape breton uh, to acadia was there ever like that first year where you felt oh okay there's a little bit of a step up here either. oh my god yeah man. like crazy i remember going out yeah uh, even like in august when we came here because we had to do hockey camps for mm-hmm. kids yep. in the month of august and we would skate in the evenings and uh, with like the guys that were in town. Yeah. And I remember going over like those skates and I was like, holy smokes, like this is so much better than junior. It's not even funny. Oh. And, uh, you know, of course you're going out and you're skating with older guys, but you know, at the time I was really lucky. We played like, there's been some really good players that came through Katie, like Liam Hillis. He was there last night. Heels. Hell of a play. Yeah. Heels, hell yeah. of a player. Like when I was, um, you know, in my last couple of years in, in, Cape Breton I was you know within the top three or four D men but like came here and I was like holy smokes like, these guys are pro man yeah we were, yeah like we were sitting there like we, we were standing sorry behind the glass and we were so impressed with some of these defensemen how before let's say the puck's over there and I'm the defenseman by the time the defenseman gets to the puck he's taken almost three looks over his shoulder before no he gets that puck to find the outlet and I was just like three looks Really, oh, three looks. Up. Yeah, and yeah. I was just amazed by the level of awareness of this defenseman just going to get the puck, and then he finds the – he doesn't even go to the winger. He finds the centerman looping through the middle. No like, that skill. He had eyes on the back of his head, it looked like. It was just insane. And, I, stuff. and I don't think that people understand, like, or they're aware of how many guys leave the AUS and actually go and have a really good pro career. Ridiculous amount. It's crazy, man. scouts there. Tons. We're in the media room. Oh, you got Detroit uh, – I'll go through every team, but there's a ton of scouts mm. there right now for the NHL. As there should be. Yes. Right. I think about and and you know what Simmer said this yesterday. He said guys progress at different rates. Right. You know sometimes you know say for example you're a guy you're a great Q career now you get into university and then all of a sudden the university game really picks up your game. Right. And now you're looking at a pro contract, right? Because exactly. You, you just progressed a little bit differently than everybody else. And exactly. Then it obviously works on the other side of things too, but no doubt and. I, Another thing, too, is I found that, like, a lot of the guys that actually end up going to university are literally, like, so close to signing pro contracts. A lot of guys could sign pro contracts, but they just say, look, I don't know if how this is going to go. I don't want to risk my whole scholarship that I've accumulated mm-hmm. from playing in the dub or the O or the Q. And now you got to pay for it yourself. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, you go and blow at your knee. Yeah. So there is – I think there's an element of that where there's a lot of guys that are leaving the junior leagues and they're going – you know, I, I, they get offers and they maybe, you know, don't take advantage of it because they're like, yeah. I can still go play extremely competitive hockey and get a degree. And go to Europe or something at 24, 25. And you're seeing it. The, the degree is huge, man. It, it is, is. And it's and it's also, it's not really them giving up on their hope of playing or having a pro, 
a pro career. Backup plan. Really, <laughs> right? So you're seeing that more and more. I think you're going to see it more yeah. in the future, really. I do. What, what was oh, – oh, oh, who is it? Oh, you got to take a call if it's someone fun. No. <laughs> mom. Is it mom? Oh, <laughs> she's of like, course. we're in Bible Hill. Where yeah, are no you? No dope. No dope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Tell her yeah. I said after the Tell her I said hello. I will. I will. Um, going into university, what was one element of your game that you had to improve on from junior to a kid? Was it speed? Was it IQ, just IQ, awareness? Like, what was the oh. one thing you had to work on? I mean, I'm sure if you asked Bernsey, he'd probably say right across the board. <laughs> we tried to get a hold of him. He's, he's not answering our call. Yeah. No, I mean, I knew when I came here that I was like, um, I definitely had to get faster. And I think that was, I had to get faster. But also, we, we're the only place that has an olympic size ice. Holy smokes. This, like, yeah. The, the, the yeah. So I just I knew that I had to get faster, and uh, I just had to get a new level of confidence, right? Because I mean, you're coming over to Cape Breton after being there for five years, and you have all this confidence, and now you're coming into a whole new like everything experience. Yeah, everything's new, mm-hmm. right? And the hockey's better, and you just have to elevate your game on all aspects. But I felt that speed definitely was for me the thing that I really needed to crank up. Not only because I had to get faster, but because you need to be fast to play at Acadia because of the ice huge it's massive man it's so big out there right like it's it's crazy and like you talk to a lot of teams it's funny when i think back now i remember coming here in the first few months i hated it right like it's just way too much ice way too much skating the boards look solid man oh they're solid oh they don't budge at all no no there was like they're wood wood. oh yeah concreted down right into the foundation it looks like no doubt yeah it's sorry keep going no no go ahead is there do you know that rink well when it, in terms of bounces? Do you, do you know where to dump a puck in if you want there to be a bounce right in the slot? Oh man, you, it, you should ask a skill guy that. He, yeah, like uh, I know what you mean. Yeah, like <laughs> I, I can give you an example on like the glass is really rigid there. So like when I would have to go off the glass and out, you had to like it wasn't soft glass like in the Metro Center. Man, yeah, it's true. high, super high, yeah. and it just dies when it hits it. Yeah. But our glass here is really alive. Like, it's like it hits it and it's coming off that hot. So I remember doing that a lot. And then to your point, like, the boards are rock solid. I mean, I remember a couple times, like, having to get to the red line. And the boys laughed me all the time because I was, like, I would get to the red line just to get pucks deep, right? That was one of the things. (laughs) That extra And just getting, like, you'd get hit at the Metro Center. And, like, man, the boards would just go in. You're like, I felt that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're in a massage chair at the mall, right? (laughs) And then coming to Acadia and just getting railroaded into the boards, I'm like, Oh, I got I can't like I can't continue to do this. Yeah. yeah but no. Um it's definitely yeah, like getting back to what you need to work on, that was definitely like increasing my speed and just getting adjusted to how to yeah. play on our ice. But I remember yeah, a month or two and then by the end of it it totally flipped. I loved it. Oh yeah. Loved it, man. Like uh, as a D man, especially going back to get pox, you had way more time. A little more room to escape. A little more room to escape. Making a breakout pass was way easier. And then, you know, on the flip side, we go into we go into the forum to play Smew, and Smew always had like big forwards that yeah. would hit right. Like Steiny would have those guys throwing their body around, <laughs> and like that place was so small. I mean, I remember going out for warm up. You know, when you're going out for warm up, you're just shooting pox going in the corner. Yeah. Well, you're, you've been practicing at Acadia and playing for Acadia for, like, so long. Yeah, you take a shot and you turn, and you're like, oh, shit, the boards are right there. Like <laughs> The boards are right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Luis Mendoza. Yeah, yeah. And and I think it's, like, I know when we were playing, we were a way better team at home. Way better. Like, Someone was saying that the other day. Yesterday, Nog, I think we were talking to Nogs. Oh, already. yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. said is very good in their own rink. Yeah, yeah. I think that's kind of well-known around the league, as, as it should be. I mean, yeah. we're on the ice every single day. We're playing most of our games here. Yeah. It should be that way, but teams definitely yeah. – like I talked to buddies in the league, guys on X or Nadal, and they're just like, man, we hate coming down to Acadia. And yeah. I'm like, well, we hate going into your guys' yeah. barn too, right? That's so, funny. Yeah. And what's your relationship like with the, the team right now? Like, could you the call Burns you up right now say what's up? Oh, you no, know, great relationship with the coaching staff. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I still I know a few of the guys just because some of them end up staying here in the summertime. But, okay. I mean, I'm three or four years removed now. So, um, a lot of the guys I wouldn't know well. Yeah. Uh, but, no, I definitely still keep a connection with the coaching staff yeah. and, and go down. And we went down last night after just to say hi and congratulate oh, you. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. you were in the rink yesterday. What was that vibe yeah. like? I didn't know that. Oh, I mean, they were obviously, you know, pretty upset. Well, it was tough. Knew, right? Yeah, tough loss. Um, but, I mean, it was just – 
you know, it was the circumstances, right? It was tough. They lost a lot of guys to when they all went pro. Well, they, that's what I was going to say when you were saying things about pro. I was going to say prime example. The whole COVID thing, nobody's playing. Right. And then you're, you're sitting, but the decision's got to be tough, right? You're like, but well, you still take your, your courses, right? With exactly. The benefit of today. No you, doubt. You said that, too. It was cool that, you know, the players could do online stuff. But, yeah, no, that's. And I think for a lot of those guys that ended up leaving, I don't know this, but I'm assuming that they probably were looking at it and, you know, the uncertainties of COVID. They were probably saying to themselves, I don't know if this hockey is going to resume. Mm-hmm. The pro opportunities here now, I can get out and play. And they probably jumped at it. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, it's coming back. Yeah. Right? So just tough situation. I was wondering, is. too, like when maybe the, I was thinking maybe guys were just going to go up there temporarily, like, you know, kind of like come a PTO back type thing and then come back. But there's got to be a clause. There must be a rule that. there. Yeah. There is. Yeah. I, uh, I'm i not the guy to ask, but I do know that yeah. once you go up, you, you can't come back. Yeah. yeah. It's the same thing yeah. as like your eligibility when you do the Q or NCAA, that kind of stuff. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Do you ever, you ever yeah. flirt with maybe coaching? You know what, man? Honestly, no, I haven't. No? no and it's funny. I like I'm really grateful for everything that hockey gave me like really grateful loved it i just hit a point uh it was honestly like around my third year university where um the hockey side of it i was starting to get a little burnt out interesting yeah like i haven't gone back and played uh rec league or anything like, like beer I, league or no no i just don't don't rec league beer league rec league what the hell is that yeah um but yeah, no, just I don't have the drive. Like I really miss the guys and the camaraderie and, and all the shenanigans that go along with that. But I just kind of hit a point where I knew I wasn't going to play pro. Um, and actually, my fourth year, I did a I did a co op work term my first my first semester. Where where are? Uh, just like a local guy in Kenful, he just uh, he had like a uh, financial advising firm. He was just like, yeah, like if you want to do the co op program through Acadia, <laughs> we'll we'll hire you just to do some oh. stuff around the office, and you can still play. So I was like, oh, okay, well, that's, that's wicked. Because basically at the end of my third year, I could have graduated. I was going to say, it sounds like you got all your courses pretty much done. Yeah, yeah, but it was funny because I was like, I was a working man. Like, the boys were all going the boys were all going to classes like, you know, three hours a day, four hours a day. And I was in the office at like 8 a.m. And I'd leave at 4, 4 in the afternoon. Put like, the tie on. Yeah, yeah, I'd come into <laughs> yeah. practice every day, suit There's and no tie. no dress code for practice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Missing all the workouts. I remember Bernsey one time, he was just like, what are you like? I know you're, uh, I know you're like working full time now, but just do what you can to try and keep your foot speed up. Like I know you're, you're gonna miss a few workouts. And I was like, yeah, I got a bird. Like I'll try and keep my foot speed That's a pretty up. Pretty nice way of saying you're getting slow. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, and I was, man. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, combination of just being tired from work and doing all those business lunches. Oh. Business lunches. Yeah. They'll get you. They yeah, get they you, man. They get food. You. Yeah, you're not going to be the guy that orders a salad when everyone else is ordering a burger. It's right? a tough one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll just take the yeah. soup at the table. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Keep the, uh, the yeah. chicken out of it. Instantly yeah. fired. Yeah. <laughs> Instantly fired. <laughs> and that's yeah. not a good look for us, so you're done. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, man. Yeah. Well, that that's uh, that's sick, man. I, I, it just seems like you got it figured out right now in life. You know, just seeing you the other day, all your buddies, you got your wife there. Uh, it yeah. just seems like yeah. you, you have it uh, figured out in a town that's unbelievable, in a province that's unbelievable as well. No, just thanks. You seem yeah. happy. Yeah, you know? things are great. Yeah, very lucky. Mm-hmm. Um, love living here. Uh, it's you know a great mix. Like for my wife and I, we're 45 minutes from the city. She's got family in there. I'm 45 minutes away from my family. Um, we met here at Acadia, so it's just a good a good mix. A lot of our buddies actually. It's it's we kind of laugh about it, but guys that we played with seem to be just moving back here. That's mm-hmm. yeah, man. It's East like Coast way, man. yeah, and these are guys like from Saskatchewan and yeah. Ontario and like Master. Master's yeah, he's gonna. Uh, is he at Dow right now? He is. He's finishing up his engineering yeah, degree. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But Boston Lear, like he played at Acadia with me. Um, did a stint in the A. He just moved to Kenful. No. Yeah, Scotty Trask here. Scotty Trask. Heels lives up the road from me. Oh. Uh, it's really cool. We got a good nucleus of guys that we played with, yeah. and they all just kind of are on the same wavelength in the sense that they came to school here, they fell in love with it, and they could see, like, a life oh, after. They, they're the picture and the man. wife, the kids. Well, that's just it, right? It's made the transition for me and, and Mish, like, very, very easy coming back to the Same valley. group of friends type thing. No doubt. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. into everything. Is, how's the real estate around here? Is it is it blowing up? Is oh, it, man. Is it? It's, it's just all Nova Scotia. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Wolfel, like, we, we lucked out. I, I was able to uh, just get a private sale, so I, like, really lucked out. Oh, yeah. But like I know a lot of people that 
it's like constant bidding wars, man. And, and Some homes are going yeah. for two hundred over ask. Man, what did you wild? Buy? We closed uh, end of August last year. Okay. Nice. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it, my circumstance was just I got stupid lucky and then uh, met a lady through work, and she hooked me up with her uncle, and it ended up just working well, out that it was a private sale. Create your own luck, man. Yeah. Well, do. thanks, buddy. Yeah. We'll talk no, about it's... luck right down the street from the Airbnb. Here. Yeah. Where no, do you live? Yeah, could you no, not here if you wanted to? Oh, under under five minutes. Oh. God, I love it. That's yeah. how you know it's meant to be. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Yeah. Burns is going to be rattled when he finds out you drove. <laughs> <laughs> Can't say nothing anymore, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, yeah. man, Woody, like, I got to thank you for coming on, man. I, I I got nothing else for you. I think you covered everything. Oh, that's I've, awesome. Uh, I was so happy to run into you, and as soon as I saw you, I was like, I got to get that guy in a microphone somehow. Dude, you got one for I just want, you, you got said, because we ran into him last night, yeah. I, I kind of th- thought we should tell the story of how it went down. Okay, so you're walking by. Would you're you up- like me to tell, or do you want to tell? Because you <laughs> You were the one that got his attention. Okay, go for it. You can go. So last night, it's me, dudes, and Simmer. We're sitting at the bar, and the girls sitting behind us, they they, so they yell or something. They just, ah. And I look out the window, and it's you. It's Woody. And I go, Woody. And you kind of just wave in, but I, I, you're waving at the girls. Well, I didn't know it was your wife there. So, you know, <laughs> he's walking by, and I'm like, Woody, Woody, Woody. And you, you just keep going. And then the girls look at me like, how do you know Woody? I go, he used to bill it with me. Like, how do you know Woody? And then someone pipes up. Well, that's his wife. I'm like, oh. You know what? I got to admit, how that's such a woofle story right there, man. Like, you don't get. Woofle. Yeah. You don't. It's funny how I say, yeah, I know. Been living here too long. Um, but, yeah, you don't get a ton of that in Halifax. Oh, no, you don't right. get it. Well, my head was racing. I was like, why is Woody walking just by his wife with all of his buddies? Like, yeah, yeah. Because I was like. And then I go, so uh, I'm assuming, like, you got his number? And then his wife's like, oh, your wife's like, yeah, I, I guess. Yeah, just give me one sec. She did say, though, she was like, oh, this is going to, she's like, uh, she's like, this has been a we- like a weird thing. She, she said how long you guys were together. And she's like, I still don't have his number memorized. We <laughs> she like, had to pull it out. You missed a couple details. Cause the, the funniest um, part for me was you turned around, you were like, Woody. And I'm thinking, Woody, like, the man, how many Woodies do I know? You know, and right. I'm going, okay, okay. And like you and I didn't play together. Yeah. So anyways, they kind of snickered behind us, like because they made the noise first, got his attention. Then he goes, turns around, and he goes, "You guys know Woody too?" And <laughs> the girls are like, eh, and they're like, "It's it's it's." I tried to like outdo them. Yeah. Like, I know Woody better than you. Like yeah. I tried and to like. So then Belly me. goes, "Oh, so do you have his number?" And we were like, <laughs> then we had a big laugh. We're like, obviously, he has, you know, she has his number. Yeah, so, can't remember it though. But like you no. said, no. it's meant to be, no. dude. Like, yeah. I mean, that doesn't happen. I, yeah. It's obviously an accident, but it's just like in my head, you know. I don't want to get too deep on you guys, but definitely meant to be for yeah. sure. Oh no, I'm super glad I ran into you guys. Oh, it was yeah. a ton of fun last night, and thanks for having me on. It was a lot of fun. So once we're back up here, we'll do another podcast next year. Follow no doubt. Yeah. No doubt. All awesome right. boys. Uh, do you want to say anything? Do you want to thank anything? You want to promote anything? Trying to sell anything? No, I just honestly, you're not you guys. even a social media guy. You don't no, I'm not. Nothing. No, I'm I'm, I'm off. Wow. Cold, off the grid. Cold turkey. No, cool. honestly, just kudos to you guys, man. This is really cool what you guys are doing. Uh, yeah, big fan of the show. And uh, yeah, just keep it up. It's awesome. awesome. What are you, awesome. the man? Thank you for coming on. Great. Thank you guys. Uh, this is coming out Monday? Monday. So it's Monday, beginning of the week. Work hard, have fun. Doesn't matter what day of the week it is. I always say work hard, have fun. Start your day with Woody. Start your day with Woody. It's Monday morning. Get after it. <laughs> Play some golf. Watch some hockey. We started the tour out in Denver, Colorado. I made the first one, but I did not make the second show. Because I met this girl there that brought about quite a big change. But I OD'd in Denver and I just can't remember her name I guess you could say that my love life was not up to par Too many nights alone had left some permanent scars She told me she'd love me and I told her that I'd do the same Then I OD'd in I just can't remember her name I brought it on myself And I guess that I shouldn't complain Doc says, son, you can't do any more of that cocaine Well, she made me higher than all of those expensive things But I owed Eden I could remember her name Now I 
turn to other things Trying to make my daydreams real But they don't take the place of a woman's face and her feels She treated me nice and I'd like to find her again But I owed Eden Denver and I just can't remember her name Can't remember. 